MMA Takes Podcast. How you doing? You miss me? Been a little bit, close to ten days. I am. I apologize deeply for that. Um, been a little sick. Caught the uh, old sinus bug here in Cincinnati. The weather is freezing one day, and about seventy and sunny the next day. And my body's like, nah. So I had a little bit of a cough last week. I uh, I put my little one down. I tried to record it late last Thursday. Um, I wanted to record it before the UFC London, talk about all that, but I was coughing in the microphone quite quite uh, frequently, and um, you know what, it, it, it was it would have been really bad, it would have been annoying to listen to, and now on top of that, it would have been six hours of me trying to edit every cough out. Still not 100%, still have a little phlegm in the throat. If I clear my throat, I will do it away from mic. If you hear a little bit of, I apologize. I'm trying to bring the best audio quality I can. I can provide. That's that's my goal. You know, if you if you don't have audio, you don't have anything. This isn't a video podcast, um, so you just literally have the audio to listen to my beautiful, silky smooth voice. So I'm trying to do the best I can. We got a pretty good show here. A lot of a lot to talk about. Um, first things first. Been trying to get guests. Everybody been trying to do it. Um, I just posted an article today. You head over to MMAtakes.com to read that. I have slid into so many DMs. It is unbelievable. I've been a married man. I've been with my wife for going on five years now. So I missed the whole DM thing. You know, I'm, I actually did slide in my wife's DM, but I knew her. We've known each other, you know, 10 plus years. And then, um, I had a relationship. She had a relationship, blah, blah, blah. Slid in those Twitter DMs to get the number. But other than that, I've missed this whole DM movement because I've been uh, happily happily taken away from that life. So I've decided to be, you know what, I don't know what to do here. There's no guidebook. There's no handbook for a 30-year-old male to slide into another professional fighter's DMs. So um, I did that. I jumped on Instagram because Twitter, apparently, they have to be following you. Twitter is my first guess. So Instagram, you can just do whoever the fuck you want. And uh, I messaged, uh, messaged a couple fighters, nothing, got nothing. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know, maybe I'm, I'm aiming too high. Maybe I'm going to the top of the top, you know. So I decided to go a little mid-card, a little, you know, curtain jerker guys, guys who are very talented who haven't been in the UFC very long. Figured, great, exposure for me, exposure for them. Let me uh, get on the interview train and crickets. So I don't know if they're taking me seriously, but I got to tell you, I follow – Close to 300 um, fighters on my Instagram, and I'm not stopping till I get one. So someone just better say yes, because I might just show up at your house if you live relatively close to me. I'm going to knock on the door. I mean, I can't interview Chris every week. Chris is actually in California training for his title defense, which is the first week of, I think it's April 6th. Um, he is facing uh, I, Jason Howard. That's probably not his name. But uh, Chris will defend, and he'll win, and hopefully he'll get a shot in UFC. A lot of CS champions have made it to the UFC. It's a it's a long list. We're not here to talk about that. That's another time. Um, not a lot, of, not a ton of news in MMA. Um, usually, I break down current news first. Honestly, there's not a lot. I mean, Nick Newell. If you guys know Nick Newell, he was he's the one armed or one hand, I guess, kind of half armed MMA fighter who's who's very talented. Um, he has never fought in the UFC. He retired a few years ago, and he just decided to come back and has been shouting, you know, I need to be in the UFC. I need to fight CM Punk. I need to fight Floyd Mayweather. That's great and everything like that, but that's not going to happen. I mean, I think the guy sh- deserves to be in the UFC 100%, but they're never going to embarrass 
And it's not an embarrassment. I should maybe take, oh, you know what? Maybe it is. I mean, Floyd Mayweather, who is arguably the best boxer who's ever lived, if he goes to MMA and loses to a, a gentleman with one arm, not to mention Nick Newell is a big 170 and Floyd Mayweather is a small 150. So that's a little unrealistic. But that was that's that's the topic on MMA Junkie right now. That slop of a website, which I used to admire a lot, and I still do. I still hop on every once in a while, but that's like their top story right now. I mean, it's that that slow of a news week. I mean, um, UFC London this weekend. We'll get to that. I did not bet. I, this is the first time I I watched it as a fan, which I was very happy with, and it was an amazing event. I like these mid card, midday uh, European cards where they don't time delay it, which UFC never does. But you know, it's there's something about just you know a Saturday afternoon card. Um, that live card that's amazing. I remember UFC one twelve was midday. It was early morning to midday. That's BJ Penn, Frankie Edgar, and Abu Dhabi. And it just it just I like it. I mean, I like I like the nighttime cards. Sometimes they're a little too late for me. I'm getting old. And uh those midday cards, man, just pulling up with some snacks. God, I couldn't beat it. And it was a great card. It was kind of a sleeper card. Um I didn't bet it because honestly I didn't really pay t- too much attention to it. I knew who was fighting. Didn't really look at the lines or anything like that, but um, we'll, we'll jump. We'll, you know, we'll jump into it right now. I, I don't have anything else on the docket. Um, so basically, as everyone knows, Fabricio were doom, or as I like to call him, we're dumb. Added a little da-da right there. Um, he got smoked by Alexander Volkov. Uh, great fight. I um, again did not look at the line, which I should have. Fantastic fight. Um, we're doom. I think maybe he's he's forty years old. He's very, very, very talented heavyweight. I I don't want to say he underestimated Alexander Volkov, but, I mean, he didn't look himself. And then towards the end of the fight, during the fourth round, right before he got TKO'd, he just went, fuck it, and just started standing and banging. But it was awkward because, you know, Fabrizio got several takedowns, and the takedowns were actually coming quite easily. But he didn't pass guard all that well. He went for, like, one sloppy choke. He didn't get mount. He was happy to stay in the guard. Volkov was just kind of... Not throwing up submissions himself, but just kind of staying, you know, keeping his base with them and kind of staying on his back and just, you know, with a close guard. And, and I really, really thought Werdum was going to shred right through that and fucking break his arm. But that didn't happen. You know, hats off to Alexander Volkov. I don't, I don't know if he is a superstar, per se. I don't know if he really has any legs in the heavyweight division. It's a very, very thin division. So, I mean, I can't count anybody out. He's a former... Uh, Bellator champion. Uh, he was a champion in another organization before Bellator. Uh, solid fighter. He's a, he's a big guy. Six seven, six eight. Good striker. Doesn't have tremendous power, but he has great cardio. He wears on you, just like he did in that seven street fight. I'm a little surprised with this. You know what? I mean, when I watched it live, I was kicking myself I didn't bet it because obviously Volkov would have been the under. But if I'm being really honest with you, I would have never predicted that I, I thought we're was gonna you know like he always does and kind of slow pace it and then eventually break him down on the ground and submit him with a choke or an arm bar i mean that's what you know we're doom is uh is crazy on the ground but you know what i mean sorry you're out we need new blood anyway because i mean we're doom's not gonna beat francis he's not gonna beat stipe i mean stipe beats him 10 out of 10 times so this was uh this was a nice little change of pace. Ho- hopefully Volkov gets some of these big fights. I mean Curtis Blaze doesn't have anybody. Um I know Derek Lewis and Francis Ngannou are going back in a Twitter beat. That fight is emoji eyes right there. That fight is I mean that that those are two scary looking men right there. Two intense guys. I uh I don't know how the hype of the fights could be better than the fight because either Derek Lewis will take Francis down like Stipe did or 
Francis Ngannou is going to knock Derek Luce's fucking head into the third row. Either way, I'm looking forward to the build up of that fight. But you know, what is Volkov? Who, who else is there for him? I mean, Stipe is tied up with DC. You got to keep him active. Curtis Blade just came off a big win. You can maybe give him Mark Hunt. You can maybe give him Marcin Tybura. But I think uh, Curtis Blades is sitting at five. And Volkov was around 11 or 10 rankings-wise. So that makes sense. They're, they fought kind of close together. I think that'd be a good fight. It'd be a good style matchup. Curtis Blades can grapple if he wants. He can strike if he wants. He's a tough guy. Tough guy to put away. Like that fight. Fight of the night, in my opinion. I don't know if they won it. But Jan Blakowicz, I cannot. I mean, his name's Jan. I'm, I'm saying Jan. I know you're from Poland or whatever, and it's pronounced Jan. You pronounce your J's like that, but your name's Jan. He fought Jimmy Manawa in a barn burner. It's very rare you get two 205ers that can go three five-minute rounds at a high pace, and both these guys did. This was a rematch on paper. I hated the first fight. Manawa basically pressured the entire time, picked him apart, a little bit of grappling. It was... It wasn't that close. I had Manama winning. I rewatched it before this, um, before they were going to fight this Saturday. And uh, this fight was crazy. Blackowitz rocked Manawa a few times. They both were busted up. Manawa's boxing was great. Literally, I think the reason he lost the fight was at the very end, Blackowitz got like a couple takedowns. It was a very, very razor, clean, uh, razor thin decision. I like Jan Blackowitz. I'm, 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 I, I, I like Jimmy Manuel too. Jimmy Manuel just looks like a star. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. He's got that cool English accent. He's a fucking, you know, power puncher. He just He's a little chinny, and he hasn't won the big one yet. And uh, these guys are going to fight three times. Blockovich is hot. That's four in a row. He's been very active. Give him a little break. Um, I don't have the 205 rankings in front of me. I, I can't even picture. 205 is so weak, too. I mean, can't even imagine who you would match Blakovich up with. I mean, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know because 205 is so weak. I can't even think of it. When I think of 205, I think of Daniel Cormier and John Jones. One of the guys isn't fighting anymore. One of the guys currently isn't fighting. He's currently isn't licensed. The other ones decided to fight at heavyweight. So that's how 205 is going. The, the champion had to go to heavyweight because there was no other fucking options. Um, another really good fight was Leon Edwards. He looks solid. He, he fought Peter Sabata. Leon Edwards is a guy that um, he's fought quite a few times in UFC. I have seen him fight pretty much every time, and he's never blown me away. He looked very quick. He looked His reflexes look great. Sabata's a tough guy. He dropped Sabata in the first round. He got out of a pretty deep arm bar by Sabata. Um, his on-top wrestling game looked good. His scrambles looked good. He looked in great shape. Just read today on Twitter that he actually was sick. He had uh, chicken pox or something, which, I, what are you, a baby, Leon Edwards? Are you a little fucking baby? I had chicken pox when I was like six months old, bro. What are you doing over there in England? What, what's going on in England with these chicken pox? But uh, he looked great. I mean, he said he was bedridden for like 10 days, you know, and that's crazy. I mean, because that's a baby disease. You figured you'd be able to handle it a little better. Fucking Leon Edwards. But uh, he looked good. He looked like a guy that could crack the top 10 if he's not already. And then the big news, the big news on this podcast, everyone knows this is a, the, the two things I, I, I like to reiterate almost every podcast is this is a fuck Snoop Dogg podcast forever and always. And this is a very pro Darren Till podcast. Darren Till will be the next champion. I am so high in this guy. They announced May 27th, Darren Till will be fighting in Liverpool. And they have me. This is this is one of the few times I've seen this. They have announced the headliner that he doesn't have an opponent yet. 
A lot of people were saying um, Jorge Masvidal was coming up, but Jorge's manager was like, well, we don't really – that doesn't really work in our timeline. Leon Edwards called Till out, said he's not – you know, everyone thinks he's this big, great guy. He's not. Darren Till has said repeatedly, I will fight anybody. Anybody you put in front of me, I'm fighting. That's a guy who doesn't give a fuck. That guy doesn't doesn't care. And him and Leon Edwards match up really well. Leon is a little bit of a smaller 70 compared to Till. Till's a huge 170-pounder. Both are stand-up guys. I don't think Leon will be able to grapple Till. He's just too big, too strong. Leon Edwards will definitely have the speed advantage. Still have the power advantage. They're, uh, Till's from Liverpool. Um, Leon Edwards, I believe, is from London. Don't quote me on that. I don't know. There's like 10 countries over there. I don't know where the, where the fuck he's from. But, um, yeah, that'd be a, a fantastic fight. I don't know how injured uh, Edwards was. He just went on a three-round war with Sabata. So there'd be some lingering injuries. But he did call out Till. I'm sure he saw the notice that Till will be headlining the, I don't want to, uh, yeah, first-ever Liverpool show. I'll go ahead and say that. It's probably wrong, but I'll go ahead and do it. Um, that's a big thing. That's a big thing. The only other fighter from my memory that I've seen them do this with was Conor McGregor. They announced Conor McGregor in Dublin before he had an opponent, and then Cole Miller stepped up, and then Cole Miller got hurt, and then Diego Brandao stepped in, and they headlined that fight night card. Again, that was in the middle of a day card. Loved it. Um, they should do that more often. Have these European cards and have them in the middle of the day. It's, it's, it's amazing. A couple other little, uh, little tidbits. Charles Bird. Um, a guy from Dana White's Contender Series. I believe he fought twice. I don't know how many. Won. I didn't really watch the show all that well. Um, he he's a solid guy. Great wrestling. He fought a very outmatched John Phillips. John Phillips looks like a guy you want to root for. He lives in a caravan. He fucking lives in front of John Cavanaugh, the uh, head coach of SCB's house in a caravan. I mean, if you ever seen the movie Snatch, I'm pretty sure John Phillips is a pikey. Best friends with Brad Pitt. Um, yeah, the guy needs to learn how to stop a takedown. And then if you don't stop a takedown, you need to learn how to get up. Charles Bird, as, as maybe as good as a fighter as he, as he is, there's no way at this level you should be taken down and just fucking, you didn't do nothing. Charles Burton mounted this guy within seconds and then basically choked him out when it wasn't even on his chin. It was right on the jaw. So it was basically like a jaw crusher. I mean, very, very painful, but a lot of high-level guys don't tap to that, and John Phillips did. So I don't know if it was bad matchmaking because if you want to push this Phillips guy as a star, um, I think he's Welch. So if you want to push him as a star over in Europe, probably should have get you know get get him another guy that's gonna stand with him and, and you know rock him, sock him, robots. Charles Bird's not gonna do that. Charles Bird saw one punch, took him down. It was over in the first round. So and another thing I wanted to mention: a buzzer beater, March Madness, huh, folks? Well, we had a buzzer beater in M- MMA. Paul Craig getting smoked for two rounds and almost three rounds and at. 459 with one fucking second left. Triangle, triangle Magnamade. Can't pronounce his last name. Not going to try. Guy had a lot of hype. He has that Dakistan's beard. They all got the same fucking beard from Dakistan. Had a lot of hype behind him. Was dominating the fight. Looked pretty good. Didn't look, you know, didn't look great, but looked good. Paul Craig, a tough guy. Fucking the 10, the 10 second clapper comes, throws up a triangle. One second left, this dude taps out. I've never seen a coach mad at a fighter before. You know, if a fighter loses, the coach knows how much that fighter put into it. You know, pat him on the back, you know, get him next time, all that shit. 
his coach looked at him and said something in Dagestan or Russian or whatever. I was like, probably was like, hey, bro, we had one fucking second left. Go out. If you're unconscious and that bell rings, we'll wake you up for the decision that you just won. I don't know what it was. It was panic or something. I'm sure the triangle was very tight. But what is you doing? Come on, man. Like, oh, well, uh, Monday Night Football, I just said that. Come on, man. Sorry. Copyright. That's copyright at ESPN. I, I, I'm, not, uh, that's, I'm not trying to copyright infringement. But um, overall, solid, solid, solid day card. I loved it. I watched it with my little one. So London was great. Love those day cards. Let's get into the hot take of the week. Got a juicy one for you. So my hot takes have been a little tame. I was kind of easing into it. You know, this is the this is the ninth episode. Didn't really know how far I want to take it, how far I want to do what. Kind of, you know, I went back and I've looked at, you know, I have notes and everything like that, and I've listened to the show and all that shit. And I've noticed that I I have some pretty weak hot takes. Some some takes that people other say. My whole thing is, is I want to say something that no one else says. I've let you down. I let myself down. I let my family down. My dog's looking at me right now. I've let him down. So to make it up, this hot take, this is, I'm trying to revamp this hot take. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something. No, no, no further me explaining it. My prediction is, my hot take is, James Harrison, I think he's got one year left in football, right? I think the Patriots, he signed him. I believe that when he's done with football, he's going to go fight MMA. He's going to fight one or two fights at MMA. He's going to get a huge payday. James Harrison, this giant, muscly, you know, Super Bowl MVP, maybe Hall of Famer. He'll, he'll go to MMA, and he'll, and he'll clean some house. He'll clean some tickets up. James Harrison lives in Ohio. James Harrison is, I believe, he lives in Akron. Guess who else lives in Ohio? And guess who else could beat James Harrison? Me. I'd fight him in a heartbeat. If James Harrison announced that he would... Do MMA, I am, and I'm not, this is not a, a bit, this is not a joke. This is me saying I will fight James Harrison, his very first MMA fight. It'd be my very first MMA fight, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to beat him. Yes, he's big, yes, he's strong, but he's slow. He has no experience. That's what, that's what bugs me about these guys, like uh, Greg, uh, Greg Hardy, who is currently trying to be an MMA fighter, who was a wife beater, who was a, a decent football player for the Dallas Cowboys, I believe, and he decided to smack up his wife, get suspended from the NFL, do drugs, and go, you know what? I'm going to be a fighter. That pisses me off. No. You're an athlete. Sure. You can compete. Sure. You can, you know, whatever. Um, hold your own because you're a big, intimidating guy. But if you watch those Greg Hardy's fights and you see these guys that he, are fight, he is fighting, it is fucking pathetic. I would love to fight Greg Hardy, too. But my prediction is, my hot take is James Harrison will fight at least twice in MMA. And I'm going to tweet at him and tell him I'm his Huckleberry. I'd be down for it, 100%. Do got a slight brain injury? Might have to get approved by a doctor, but I, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about any of that. You know, James, James Harrison has very short arms that are giantly muscly. And uh, sure, he's strong. And sure, he'll beat me in a bench press, but he ain't going to beat me in a fight. And again, this isn't a bit. This is me telling you I will fight James Harrison and I will win in an MMA fight. Guaranteed. Pro, amateur, doesn't matter. Fuck James Harrison. Sorry. This might be my new opponent, so I got to trash talk him. But that's my prediction. These guys, when, when they're done with one career, they think they can hop in MMA. They don't, it almost insults me a little bit because they don't, they don't, I, don't I feel like they don't think MMA is like a real sport. They go, oh, well, I'm done with the real sport of football. 
So I'll come over here because it's like I can throw a punch and I'm athletic, so I should win, you know? One of the very few guys who came over from football, and it wasn't a very successful football player, it was Matt Mitchell. I mean, I know everyone says Brandon Shaw, but, like, I mean, he wasn't a pro football player. He played, like, one year in, like, the fucking arena league. But but Matt Mitchell was, like, five or six seasons in the NFL, was a stud at Purdue. And um, he is a fighter that uh, – a football player that came over and became a really talented fighter because he took it seriously and he, and, he, and he went with a real camp. James Harrison, they get ready for fighting. He's just going to lift more weights. He'll throw a couple punches on the pads and then get in there. I mean, the guy thinks just because he's strong, he thinks he can fight. I think MMA is one of the hardest sports in the world. I don't think if you're it, – like, it's like me saying, like, when I, if I had an MMA career, I'd be like, you know what, I'll go play, I'll, I'll go play quarterback. I'll go play quarterback. You know, I'm done with MMA. I'll go play quarterback. No, that's not how it works. And a lot of these guys in other sports, feel they. I feel like they think that's how it works. I can just come over to MMA. You know, go to professional wrestling. You know what I mean? Go go ref lingerie football, whatever the fuck that is. You know, don't come to MMA. Don't do it. You'll get smacked around. If not by me, but by a real guy. When Greg Hardy fights a real fucking guy, like he fights not a slub, not a guy they pull off the street who swims with his shirt on when he fights a real dude he'll get smacked around he is complete garbage the minute he steps in there his opponents are completely afraid of him i get it though it's a cash grab these mma organizations they got to do it he's a name he might even fight for cs cs or bellator i'm sure um but yeah i mean don't do that just don't do it i I, it's one of my pet peeves and uh, if i had the chance to fight one of these guys i would love to do it um, I'm in terrible shape right now. I have a brain injury, but I'll do it and I'd win. And um, and then I hopefully it, the stipulation on the fight would be yeah, pay me, pay me what you know. James Harrison will probably make 250k for his first fight. Pay me 50k and then get me James Harrison on the podcast after I whip him. That's that's the deal I want. Write it up. Hopefully my lawyer's listening to this and he's writing it up, writing up as we speak. That's my hot take of the week. More hot takes coming. Sorry for them being a little lackluster or boring. I'm going to have a little more like that. And uh, again, not a bit. Fully believe it. So it's only right to end the show with a uh, top five. This top five is a good one. It's the top five fighters who have never fought in the UFC. Full disclosure, I'm an MMA nerd. I'm a UFC nerd. Um, I challenge anyone to any kind of MMA trivia or UFC trivia. And uh, I had Sakuraba, Kazushi Sakuraba, on this list. He fought twice in UFC Japan. I did not know that back in 1997. I apologize, but I have since taken him off. I have since fact-checked, something I rarely do. So he took him off. But I would like to. I would have loved to see Sakuraba fighting like when he fought Manly Silva ten times in Pride. I would like to see him come over and fight in the UFC. I, thought, I think he's incredibly entertaining. I think he is a tough, tough guy, and I think he would have. I think he's one of the few Japanese fighters that could have really sold in our mar- in, in the American market. Not a ton of Japanese guys come to U.S. and do tremendously well for themselves. Unfortunately, I think he could have been the one. I think he is. He was Mr. Charisma. There are so many fables and myths about him. Him smoking a pack of cigarettes before he fought or something. I some crazy shit. But I love Sakuraba. He's not on the list. I corrected it. That's right. I did some research. Number five, Igor Volchanchin. Old Igor. Um, when I first started watching MMA, um, obviously UFC was prevalent. UFC was American. 
And then when I started really getting to MMA and started getting on SureDog and getting on these forums and trying to learn as much as I could, um, the same guy kept popping up. I want to see Igor. I want to see Igor fight X guy, you know, whatever. I went, I went and got some pride tapes. I went literally like, this is how old I am. I had to go order these fucking things and they're VHS. I ordered two pride Brusito VHSs and it was kind of like a compilation where Boz Rutten was doing commentary, like tape delay on California. He wasn't even in Japan doing it. Like that's how crazy it was. And I saw this guy, he looks, he, I mean, on screen, he looks five, six has freaking ambles for hands. Like goddamn, just knocking out with these crazy swings. I would have loved him in the UFC. Not currently, because I don't think, he, I mean, he's obviously retired, and, and I don't think he would do very well against the current heavyweights. But give me Igor Frank Mir, right when Frank Mir was coming out. Give me Igor, big-ass Tim, dumb Sylvia. That's who I want to see, you know. And he did great in Pride. Igor had some amazing fights in Pride. If you've seen the documentary Smashing Machine, he beat Mark Kerr at the end of it. Mark Kerr complained about the knees, what have you. But Igor is and was a complete beast. I thought he would have done well over here. He looks, you know, he looks like a guy that drink he's Ukrainian, I believe, which is basically Russia. And he looks like he drinks a pint of vodka a night. I know that's a stereotype, but that's what he fucking looks like. I don't know if he I don't know how well he would have sold because he didn't he doesn't speak English, but I think he has the look and he has the fighting ability how tough he was to really make it over here. Maybe like early 2000s UFC, I think he would have been inc- incredible. Like him and Randy Couture would have been sick. Because I don't know if Randy Couture, I mean, Randy Couture and him are kind of similar, same size. Igor just thick, like a fucking tree stump. Loved, would have loved him in the UFC. Number four, this is a current fighter who I have been pleading to get to the UFC. Is Michael Chandler over in Bellator. I think he's a tremendous fighter. I think he is incredibly gifted. His Eddie Alvarez, Eddie Alvarez fights were amazing. One of my favorites. The Eddie Alvarez fight, I don't know if it was one or two, but the, I believe it was the first one was on the same time as Shogun Henderson won. Both those, that was like one of the biggest nights in MMA history. Both those fights were legendary going on, you know, continue to this day legendary. But Michael Chandler has a lot left, trains with a great camp. Bellator's giving him a ton of money to keep him over there. There's not a ton of guys for him to fight anymore. He's fought everybody. Um, I know he's happy because he's getting paid. I would like to see him be a little more active. I know he gets banged up a little bit. I know he's got that rematch with Brett Primus coming up. Give me Michael Chandler UFC. This is something that could happen. You know, Igor, he's sitting in Ukraine right now, you know, with probably like 10 bitches by his side drinking vodka and, you know, have, living a life. He's done with fighting. Michael Chandler, this could happen. Number three, she should have been number one, could have been number one, Gina Carano. I know she finds Strike Force and UFC bought Strike Force and yada, yada, yada. But. In my opinion, to this day, still maybe well second. I think Paige Van Zandt's probably the hottest um, female fighter there is. But Gina Carano's the goat when it comes to that. She's a very gorgeous girl with some real, real skills. Very, very talented. That's why she became an actress. I mean, she's gorgeous. She's a decent actor. I liked her in I liked her in Deadpool. Um, got smoked by Cyborg because Cyborg, Cyborg. But other than that, she would have been amazing UFC. Her and Ronda Rousey. I know they try to get it made. Gina says she wasn't, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not fighting or whatever. But that would have been, that would have been an, an incredible event. That would have sold a million pay per views. Ronda Rousey, 
who you know people find attractive. I personally do not. Gina Carano, who is the GOAT, um, that would have been incredible. Gina Carano, terrific fighter, better looking, and um, a decent actress, I guess. Like I said, she was pretty good in Deadpool. Um, number two, <sighs> Fedor. Um, listen, I know he should be number one. I know if any of... Hardcore fans are listening to this. They would be like, Fedor, number one, man. We, you don't know anything about MMA. Listen, Fedor is amazing. I would have loved to see him in his prime. He's still currently fighting. But, he, I mean, he just he lost to Matt Mitchell in his last fight. You know, and, and, and he's fighting uh, Frank Mir in, in a couple weeks. He's still there, but he's not. I mean, this is Fedor, the allure of Fedor, when Kevin Randleman picks him up, drops him square in his fucking head. And he just spins around and arm arms a guy. Or when Fujita, who outweighed him by like 200 pounds, lands a giant fucking fist, Fedor's head should be in the goddamn second row, and he just, you know, chicken legs it out, regains control, and then fucking knocks him out. Like, the guy was amazing in Pride. He really was. Um, but, I mean, he, he's had some missteps, or he'd be number one. Pride Fedor, number one. Current Fedor, I still would love to see it, not going to happen. And I be- a lot of people shit on Dana White. I believe Dana White when he said he flew to some fucking island because he wanted to make Brock Fedor. Brock apparently won at that fight. I think Brock wins that fight. I know that's probably an unpopular belief. Brock's so goddamn big. I just, I just, I just don't think Fedor would have had it anymore at that point. Um, but, yeah, Fedor, number two, that's obvious. Number one, I think even going to be even more obvious because I think this has real legs to actually happen. And uh, this is a guy who I do not agree with a lot of what he says. I don't necessarily think he is that great of a mixed martial artist, but I think he is such a good wrestler that, you know, he's, I mean, it's Ben Askren. I mean, when I said wrestler, you should know it's Ben Askren. Ben Askren has that one skill, and it's like such an old school MMA take where it's like Hoist Gracie only had jujitsu. Could jujitsu beat everything else? You know, like UFC won, and it did. Ben Askren has great wrestling, and that's it. I mean, his stand-up is awful. If Ben Askren and I sparred right now, it'd be an, it would be embarrassing. Like, with no takedowns, no anything, just straight boxing, kicks, Muay Thai, whatever, I'd smoke him. And this is probably one of the best welterweights in the world, essentially. I mean, you can argue that. A lot of people have argued it. I personally don't think he's the best, but I think he deserves to be in the UFC. Him and Dana had a meeting. I think everyone knows the story, yada, yada, yada. There's some legs online. Um, Fox Sports did a poll saying who do they want to fight in the UFC, and they listed Ben Askren there. So they're kind of talking about him. Hopefully, with the new, um, with the new management, and the new Dana. I don't think Dana White has as much pull as he did with the Fertitas. It's the new owners of the UFC. Maybe they're going to step up and be like, "Listen, we got to sign this guy," you know. And I know he wants to fight GSP, but I really think like he'd fight anybody. He wants like a big name fight. He's kind of retired. But he's been on Rogan saying, I'm not retired un- until I get a big fight. Like, then I'm unretired. Give me a big fight, I'm- and then I'm not retired. But I think everyone wants to see that. I- I'm curious because of everyone I listed, I know what they have, right? I know what they have. I know if they would do well in the UFC currently or in the past or what have you. I don't know about Ben Askren. I really, really don't. Everyone online, when he gets trolled, it's, you haven't fought anybody. You know, fight somebody, then, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've actually came back with him like, you know, you had a really tough fight with Jay Haran, who no knock on Jay Haran, but he's not like a world-class guy. He struggled in the UFC. So 
I just at this point I want to know what he has. I want to know is he as good as he looks? Is his wrestling that fucking good? That's what I want to know. That's my top five. You can't get better than that. You really can't. I love to see someone try. I looked online, all these top tens, these top tens. Ten is fluff. You know, I saw Ricardo Rona, garbage. I don't want to see Ricardo Rona. Paulo Fijo, or how you pronounce his name. The guy's crazy. I don't want to see him. He, I mean, I saw him in the WC, which is, you know, the UFC owned the WC, and he, it wasn't that great. This is the list. No one's going to beat it. Suck on it. Well, that's it, boys and girls. Um, episode nine in the books. Hopefully you like it. I know I didn't really, I kind of rambled on. I didn't talk about too, too much. But again, kind of a slow week. I mean, everyone's kind of building up to that big pay-per-view April 7th, which I'm extremely excited about. Um, yeah, that's it. Have a good day.